The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. No, you're not listening at 2.5 speed. I'm just speaking really quickly. You know I like to switch it up on girls. This is the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them, but someone I definitely love is in the building today. I'm very what? Yes. Yes, you know. You already know. Excited. Elated. I was going to say stimulated, but that feels like not the right word. But maybe. She is very hot. Uh, Guys, today we have an Emmy-nominated writer, comedian, director, and actor on the show. Recently, she was the head writer on The Problem with Jon Stewart. And she hosts the podcast Celebrity Book Club, which I've been on. Y'all, I've never cried on a podcast before. If you've never listened to Celebrity Book Club, get into it. It's so good. Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea Devontes. Follow her Instagram at Chelsea Devontes. Congregation, please. Welcome. Who? Yes. Chelsea Devontes to the show. Hi, Chelsea. Hello. And I have to say, I need to add to my bio the only person to ever make Lacey cry on a podcast. I feel like that is such <laughs> an honor. <laughs> and I was truly shocked. I was like, oh, we getting vulnerable, vulnerable. It is better than being Emmy nominated to have had that moment with you. <laughs> Please, please. That I mean, that's congratulations on that. Getting getting those nods, and I mean, you're a force. So it's no, 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 no. You're only more. You're the force, and to to have held your tear in my podcast hand. <laughs> that's the true award. <laughs> the power. <laughs> oh my goodness. But okay, so Chelsea, I have to ask you. What is your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? It could be anything. I have some you could talk about. So much to say on this that I'm worried it's too much. So <laughs> I just want I want to give you three options, okay? I okay. okay, I have a bigger worldview on it. I have a celebrity book club scam tie-in on it, and then I have the current scams that are currently happening in my life. Oh shit. Okay, can I do two? Can yeah, I have yeah. the book club tie-in and the current scams yes, that are happening? Yes. Because those are yes. Okay, okay. So okay. the book club tie-in is that, you know, we recap these books and in some of them like scams come up, but the best one that came up and it was actually pretty recent is Molly Shannon's book has a chapter in it called The Mammoth Scam. Have you heard this story yet? No. Okay. It is Ooh. so good. You're gonna love it because also you know LA so well. So Molly Shannon, um, she she had love just her. like 
she's incredible and she's such a light, but she didn't have any, she didn't know anybody in the business. She didn't have any resources, resources or connections. So she's out in LA, she's hustling. She's like working as a waitress and she doesn't know how to like get an agent or get auditions. So she and her friend decide David Mamet is like really respected at the time and he's never in LA. So she calls for him and he calls for her and they start calling up um, like casting offices and agents. And they're basically like David Mamet has an actor who he's obsessed with. Uh, her name is Molly Shannon. And David Mamet would love if you would see Molly Shannon today for your show. And they'd be like, oh, my God, David. They're like, yeah. So she's in like a ton of his plays. It means a lot to him. And she yes! would get all her auditions. She booked jobs off of it. She was caught once where someone sat her down. They're like. I only said yes to see what a liar looked like because I know David Hammett and I know you don't know him. She then pretends that her friend who called was like her boyfriend who was scamming her. Like, oh, I had no idea. My boyfriend said he knew David Mamet. Yes. And the agent's like, get out of my face. And I was like, well, that's the end of that scam. And then Molly's like, and then we kept doing it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and like, like, no show. yeah, and she writes in the book, like, maybe if more women like ran more scams, we could have like more talented people in Hollywood because they had to like break in via the mammoth scam literally break in yes. like via a window and a rock yes. and a brick okay yeah a brick can be a key uh -huh. you know that's, that's right. all i'm saying we got keys to doors we got keys to windows it, you know it does, my foot it, could be a key <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how the knob is turned whether it's with your hand in a key or whether you're reaching through the broken glass and opening it on the other side <laughs> it's still got open it's still okay. open <laughs> They said glass ceiling is glass for a reason. We got to shatter it, right? Which means we have to break in. Glass ceilings, <laughs> glass windows, glass panes. Uh, yeah. Yep, all glass. <laughs> I, I'm into it. I love this so much. And I love that it tied into uh, I Now I have to go listen to that episode. Um, and, it, and I guess what I didn't thoroughly explain this. So the girls know, but Celebrity Book Club is Chelsea Devonta's podcast where this is the biggest scam about that damn podcast. She is the only person in the fucking world who can make me read a book for <laughs> a podcast. Like a whole book. Like a right. cover to cover, like an actual textual book. And then you go and you talk about it and, and it's such an amazing experience. You can like read along. It should be doing the messy books too, like that Jamie Lynn Spears tea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love a messy I book. Love it. Yeah. Um that, that is book. a real scam. Wanna be on my podcast? Yeah, girl. Okay, read this book. Um right. so yeah, but David Mammoth scam was a real winner. And I gotta tell you, on the I, I don't know, I can't this happens a lot on the podcast, but my guest on the Molly Shannon episode also cried. So, so you have a power. I, we laughed yeah. a lot, but we, we also, also get to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I cry. I, um, okay. So the scam in my current life. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so what's that? As you know, I'm planning a wedding um, with Yasser yes. and I'm getting scammed every second of my life. <laughs> Everybody knows it? this. Anytime you put wedding on oh, something, the robbery is happening. God. They're coming for it. It is. And, you know, everyone, we all know weddings are a scam, but I made the decision. We made the decision. Like, yep, I'm going to throw my money away on a day. That is valuable to me. I want to do it. Right. So I'm in. I am ready to spend money on something stupid. And weddings are stupid. Love it. Very excited to have one, but it's very stupid. I'm ready to put my money in. And I'm still getting scammed in ways that like I can't comprehend. Like I was like, I was okay to do something stupid with my money, but this is ridiculous. Like obviously all wedding dresses are fucking scams. I had a yeah. woman at a boutique tell me that if your wedding dress is less than four grand, it is basically fast fashion in the wedding world. 
And you know that, okay, so did you ever watch Say Yes to the Dress? Yeah, or every like, second uh, that, of every episode. That hater television show that was like Four Weddings and We Hating on Yours. Four Weddings is the have. best television show to ever <laughs> hit this earth, Lacey. You take the venom out of your mouth. It is a gift to us. Four Weddings needs like, to come back. our biggest reality TV show haters. Let's find, are you a hater? Do you live near Sacramento? Would you like to be on four weddings? Would you like, like to I shit on someone I... else's wedding that you barely know forever on TLC? You don't even know that. <laughs> you Would don't you like know to have a stranger who's a hater yeah, and, at your wedding? Yeah, and you're going to vote on their wedding. They're going to get those numbers. You want to do that to somebody's wedding? Come on. <laughs> But I think a part of TLC's, like, the, the scam there with the wedding industry is that, one, it was obviously free advertisement for all of these types of wedding dresses. And as women are watching, you know, they're thinking, like, these are the high-end brands. I'm seeing them on TV. But also, like, when they would have their price points on, like, say yes to the dress, if you was coming in and your price point was less than 2000 if it was 2500 they'd be like, oh, she's a poor, y'all. Yeah, she's, oh, there'll be no dresses for you. And, and here's the thing, yeah. like... I, I, everyone's like, oh, but it's a wedding dress. It's like, my mom was a seamstress for so many years. I came up in the drag scene for a little bit. Like, you, tool is two cents. It's two cents. Like, it's, you guys are- Okay, but did Vera Wang put her label on that tool? I think not, Chelsea. I guess. I think not. I guess. So, I mean, okay, so then, this, this- Oh, the last thing I wanted yeah, to say no, about me, that is me. just that- my friend just, uh, well, she got married last year, but one of the things that she taught me um, about wedding dresses and stuff is like, if you go find, if you go find a white dress that you like, and it's not in a bridal section or wedding, it's going to be way, way, way more affordable than if you go to the section where they're like, oh, this is your one special day to your one special person. Yes. Oh, we're going to give you one special price, bitch. Oh, and it's a lot. Yes. But Continue. No, but that's, it's like an emotional scam that they run on women where they're mm -hmm. like, where they've sort of tied it to like, does your partner mean something to you? Do you think this day is important? Have you cried while looking at yourself, looking hot in the color white? Like then you Everyone's should- Everyone's gonna be looking at Yeah, you. oh, this is the you most important be day. I think you should give us $10,000 for a piece of cotton. I mean, so anyways, I've been looking to scam the wedding industry back. I've, I've, I've decided I'm wearing multi yes. multiple dresses and all of them are going to be deals. And I'm I'm halfway through. I'm half in and I've got... You're trying on a lot of dresses. I've been watching your IG story. They That's all right. look fire too. Okay, thank you. Thank you. But I mean, like, I'm going in, like, I don't... I not only want the perfect dress, I want... I want when like I want someone to be like, how much did you pay for that? Like it's a TJ Maxx commercial, you know? And I whisper the price, and they pass out. They're like, oh my god! Like that's what I want from my wedding dress. They faint immediately. They faint. Like, Why are there all these fainting couches? Oh, that's for when I tell them the price. The price of this they perfect need somewhere to dress. Lay down. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, yeah, it's it's a scam. I'm living in the scam, and I had a. I went to a bartending company and I was like, how much for an open bar? Obviously, I as a wedding guest. I I can't come if there's not an open bar. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a part of the contractual yes, obligation of a wedding. Yes. I gotta buy you a gift, especially if my ass gotta travel somewhere. Oh, bitch! Like I gotta have an outfit that's appropriate, but also says yes. that I care enough to dress nicely. No, you better give me some free booze, and One, it better be unlimited. Hundred percent. I mean, weddings are a burden. When I invite you, I have burdened you with my wedding. <laughs> like you should get something. <laughs> By the way, I refuse to have a registry. Also, another scam. If you have the money to have a wedding and also decided to have a registry, you're like a bad person. Like you need to put oh, together. Oh, everybody's doing that. 
<laughs> sis, I went to a wedding. I can't be too specific because then, but you actually would know. I'll tell you later. But um, I went to a wedding where there was a registry and then you bought it online, but the registry opened like way before the actual wedding was. So they were getting the gifts from the registry as soon as they sent out the invitations. Oh. So they was already opening the shit and using it. Like <laughs> I, I sent them like a very nice massager that was on there. And they were like, oh yeah, bitch, we already bust that open. <laughs> I was like, the wedding is months away. I just think, I just think it is of a, t- of a moment in the past when you were starting your life and you had nothing and the community came together to give you something and now it's like there is so much pain and suffering in the world if you were going to be selfish enough like me to be a dumb bitch like me and have a wedding you cannot also be taking people's registry money when it could be going to go fund me it's like you just can't oh, i just have a line I think that line is good for you because you popping and, and, and you and, and y'all sir are both popping and y'all y'all know that y'all don't really need everybody's gifts. But I see this is a great grift for other people who do. You put all that money out into the wedding. Why shouldn't you get a Chinette set? I, you know? I mean, why not? Because, I mean, like, how many weddings? <laughs> You're like, you- <laughs> people are dying. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, I do, I, you know, I, I think also, like, I have a lot of guilt about doing this. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, bo- I'm both holding the weight of, like, I hear it. trying to celebrate this moment in life and this love in life and also the moment of just like being like did am I looking at a stencil of my dog for the lattes like what's wrong with me (laughs) you know and so I I think I have a lot of guilt but how many weddings have you been to in your life where you thought like like that was top to bottom a wonderful day for me so here's the thing I used to cater waiters so I've been to strangers weddings uh, not on TLC where I could hate on them um on television, yeah. but just as, you know, bartending or whatever. And the ones that didn't have an open bar, I would pour real heavy because I felt sad for them. I was oh, like, this is so tragic. Like, get you. these people drunk. But the ones that I've gone to of people that I know, I will say that some... One was a fun-ass time from start to finish because they're both, like, one's a writer, one's a comedian, and they, they really, like, made it a fun, chill experience, demanded that we wear sneakers, oh, and yeah. that was fun, you know? But beautiful wedding. Money, money. Like, her, one, of the, uh, one of the dads, like, came down and, like, dropped, like, a stack of, like, thousand ones on everybody's table, and there was, like, these dancers, and, like, oh. then we was throwing the money. It was wow. It was the most fun wedding, I think, that I've been to thus far. But then I've also been to other ones where it was so fucking draining. I was like, bitch, like, where's the plane? I got to get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Too many events. I mean, I, I, too much. I love wedding. I will say, I know I'm, I'm known being a hater. I do secretly love what I love weddings. However, when I most of my life when I was broke, they were they were such a burden. <laughs> they were such a burden. Yeah. And so I just can't I, I think I'm maybe I'm just operating from a place of guilt. But anyways, I go to get this open bar quote. And this bartender's <laughs> like twenty thousand dollars. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. No. <laughs> like bitch for twenty thousand dollars, I better have one drink and be on the astral plane. Yes. Bitch, I better go to Mars. I was like, what are we doing? What are you talking? You know, we're in LA though. So I, but but even still, I was like, I immediately was like, no, thank you. They wrote me back. They said, okay, 10. And I am What? <laughs> I was Okay, half off. Half, uh, okay, what okay, about half, I, but what you got? I'm, what do you have? So I was like, oh my God, because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a pushover. I don't like to push back. I don't like to negotiate and stuff like that. So it's like, I cannot believe I had to be like, fuck you to get a 
still crazy price, but that that price was always possible. And you're teaching me that every time someone offers me something, I go, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I can't believe you priced it that way. I can't believe you did that. Because a lot of people will just pay it. They're like, look, we got to get these yeah. seconds while we can. Because for a lot of people, this is their one big day. Like, you were just at the Emmys. Like, you, you're going to have so many moments where you wear beautiful dresses and, and, and the attention and spotlight's on you. But for a lot of people, like, this is their one moment. And they know that. So they're going to take advantage of that desperation for everything yes. to be perfect. Low-key, I feel like sometimes while you're planning your wedding, you got to be like, I'm just having a little party or whatever. Oh. It's a little birthday of love party. Yeah. And see what the price is looking like then. And it's so much better and also like i want to pay vendors i want to pay small companies and then they do that to you and you're like sir <laughs> okay yeah, okay yeah. now i'm the crazy lady on four weddings being like everybody <laughs> get out <laughs> this is a scam it's all a lie it's all a lie that like, woman and they're like i'm well, sorry she's here for the tv show isn't she supposed to be like isn't the best day of her life i'm like fuck you <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. They sell it as, like, the best day of your yeah. life or the most memorable. And, like, if everyone's not snotting and throwing up when you walk down the aisle, like, did you even turn it? Like, were you even a bride? Yeah. But also when you're younger, I, I remember younger weddings, it was more of a burden. I luckily did, my friends is out here being spinsters or whatever, so <laughs> I haven't been to that many weddings. But the younger ones, it would be like, oh, fresh out of college or whatever. Oh, we're going on vacation. But, like, everybody got to buy the same swimsuit. And, and I'm working it off Etsy. Mm -hmm. and it's $200 and so, for the photos. You got to buy your own bridesmaid dress. You got to buy a gift. You got to show up and contribute to the bachelorette party, the bachelor party. God forbid they got a brunch and a lunch and a dinner and a rehearsal. Yes. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's a, I mean, I remember... A, I remember being a bridesmaid when I was 26 and um, I said, I'll say, I literally accepted saying, I'll be a bridesmaid, but you cannot have a strapless dress um, because it just, that's not what's not happening for me. And now I, now I'm like, that was rude of you, but whatever. It is what I said. So anyways, she comes back. She's like, the dresses are strapless for sure. Um, and it's $300. And that dress was on my credit card for seven years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was paying, it's just like, yeah. Oh, it was just, and it, you, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. So I just, I think I'm- If you're I'm, not getting your dresses off Amazon, oh, you shouldn't make people pay for them. No, That's my thing too. Yeah. It's like, it, everyone's always like, you could wear it again. No, bitch, bitch, ain't nobody ever wore a bridesmaid dress from a wedding ever again. Also, yeah, like, I don't maybe wear sometimes, but no. No, like what you picked out? No, I want to wear my, I, that being said, I told my bridesmaids to wear whatever the fuck they wanted just to go real hard. And I've now realized that you actually do need to give some rules and not because. Yes, obstruction. Not because people go out of bounds, <laughs> but because it's like you're flailing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need the photos going to look like, who are these people who walked up into the photos? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely what's happening. I, I've left it up to God at this point. Your your friends are cute though. I feel like they're gonna turn it. Oh. They'll, they'll they'll make a group chat. It'll it'll be fine. It, it's it's gonna be so sexy. Except like what's gonna happen is like it's like four of them will end up in hot pink, and like five of them will end up in random colors. And it's just like I definitely created. You didn't give them I, a color stipulation. No, I would have said anything if it's black. I said or anything if it's no. I said not black, not white. Go hard. I said Girl. think Met Gala and above and continue on. You gonna have people floating into your damn wedding like Billy Porter. That you you cause that. If we're lucky. <laughs> oh my She's god! Like, that's what I, I want. That is what I want. The dress code is trying out to us. Ooh yes, yeah. love the challenge yeah. of the dress code. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Now that's but, a burden. 
But weddings <laughs> definitely, yes, it is. But weddings definitely up there in the scam. It's the zeitgeist. Um, scam. Guys, scam. as much as you can lie to people when you doing stuff for your wedding and just tell them it's a birthday party, tell them it's your granny 80th, like oh whatever, gosh. it'll change the price. Because once you say special day, oh, honey. Mm-mm. <laughs> They got that price for your ass. Third. <laughs> right, this is my first marriage. I don't really love them that much. We don't need to do. <laughs> so we don't need to. This is a this is a Valentine's Day party in white. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all Valentine's Day. Man, yeah, it's yeah, March. Yeah. yeah, but it's you know we a little late, but <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yes, but guys, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back. Scams. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back. And now it's time for What's Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist. But more often than not, you know, guys, we're just going to get a letter from you guys. I want to hear what y'all are up to. Snitch on your friends and your family and your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't, what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Love our parasocial relationship. It's so nice. (laughs) So I need a fake name, Chelsea, for this person. We don't care about gender. Gigi. Gigi, oh, I like Gigi. Yeah. I like that. I don't know if I even know any Gigi's. I wish I knew oh. some Gigi's. I, I feel my, like they're always hot. My Gigi's my favorite. I just, what a hero. He, hero and a goddess. Yes. So Gigi says, skipping all the pleasantries, babe, because I know you won't read them. <laughs> oh, you be listening. Oh, and I love you bringing the parasocial respect to me, babe. Uh, I love when people do that and they're like, bestie. Like, y'all are crazy. Love it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anywho, I'm super excited to be telling you about how I almost got scammed. Okay, Ooh, okay. okay. almost. I love I'm the glad. almost in this. Happy ending at the top. Yes, we love to hear it. So, boom. Okay, Gigi's black. <laughs> Anytime you might start something with, okay, so boom. Like, we, <laughs> we know the community. Okay, so boom. 
I've been looking for an apartment slash house to rent because I need to move closer to my job. I see a listing for a cute little house with two beds and two baths for $12.50 a month. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. hell yeah. By the way, I'm in North Carolina. I was about to say, because $12.50 yeah. a month, child. I've been living in a shoebox. It wouldn't even be a yeah. good shoebox either. It'd be from like Payless. <laughs> You'd be sharing that shoebox with a man who's like, right. and you give me blowjobs once a month. <laughs> <laughs> and I pay no rent or shoebox <laughs> utilities. <laughs> yes. No, we can't be doing that. So I reached out to the private owner for an application, but not even 24 hours later, the listing disappeared. I chopped it up to someone beating me to it. Then I received the following email and Gigi is with mm. the shits. She sends us the email. Damn, Gigi, you ain't even blocked the person's name. I'm about to email him. <laughs> see if I can scare him back. <laughs> so the email of, okay, so home for rent. And then the person's name is just Evangelist, and then their oh, email. Oh no! Oh no! Mm, I'm already like mm. that. Feels like a so, category, like a genre of a person, not a name. You know, right. that's, that's your religion. <laughs> Singer. That's that's how I start all my life. <laughs> Avid reader. Right. What is your name? <laughs> Avid reader is great. Voracious reader. That's when you tell people reader. you're really smart. Come on now. So it says, "Hello, how are you doing?" Question mark. Thanks for your email. I have decided to rent the house because we are going to spend more time here in Pennsylvania, in all caps, in parentheses. My family and I will be here for about three to four years due to the nature of my job. Let me start by introducing myself. I am Evangelist Steven. Um, um, okay. Are you an evangelist or is your name Evangelist? Yeah. Uh, Are you uh, House oh, of Evangelist? It's like, it's like I'm Catholic Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, like is your first name Catholic? I'm Baptist Mosley. What, what is your name? <laughs> I'm Mormon Steve. Okay. Now, Mormon Steve sounds legit. Mormon Steve, that'd be real. Yeah. <laughs> Evangelist Steven, I don't know what's going on here. So it says, I am Evangelist Steven. I must confess that I'm very new to this landlord business. However, the initial oh. plan was to sell the house in case you see a realtor sign outside of the property or any in advertisement case. online. <laughs> in okay. case you decide to do some research and things look suspicious, it, we actually wanted, have wanted them to look suspicious. Mm -hmm. um, we, and we just kind of left the sign up. I kind of can't remember because we're in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. All caps. <laughs> yes. So you really know where we at. So they're already trying to throw you off the scent of like, if you see other people going into the house and they got keys and, and, and a family, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> the house oh is empty gosh. and I definitely own it. <laughs> okay. So if you see anything online that says it's for sale, you don't have to contact them because I initially <laughs> wanted to sell the property due to my... <laughs> family advice, then decided to rent it out myself and also canceled all the arrangements with my previous agent because they were unfaithful with my property. What does that unfaithful? mean? Unfaithful? Are they, they fucking that house? Right. They fucked other houses? Like, I don't understand. Like, you saw them banging a mailbox house, next door? He fucked another house. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him with dick in a mailbox next door and then we, oh. we had to get rid of him. What does that mean? <laughs> also... How dumb do you think people are? You like, if you see some advertisements and stuff online, uh, don't call them and ask them about nothing. Yeah, explicitly don't contact them. He should have just said like, hey, if you see that, here's what. But it's like, I don't say that at all. Say that when you write back, hey, I saw the house was for sale. You write back like, oh yeah, I put it up for sale. Like, okay. why are you Unfaithful though. Right. 
unfaithful, unfaithful. with his listing. You're like, okay. don't hit up them realtors because they they be fucking on everybody's house, okay? So don't even trust them, <laughs> whatever they say, okay? They're they're bad. So they were unfaithful with the property. So we don't deal with them anymore and decided to rent it out ourselves. But it would be better to rent it out to a neat and responsible tenant who will take very good care of the house in our absence. Presently, my house is still available for rent. Rent already includes utilities. They put in parentheses this time in signing caps. Oh, Lord, this is, though. It says, I am, in all caps, a philanthropist. Oh, And due to my, all caps again, philanthropic heart... I decided to put my house so low with the price because I believe everyone deserves a place to call home. In parentheses again, both the rich and the poors, like you. I added that. We wanted to be clean. (laughs) Did he say poors plural, though? No, he said poor. Okay. (laughs) I like to make things plural that aren't. It's it's a cultural thing. So we wanted to be clean and tidy at all times. Pets are allowed as long as they are not destructive. The home is ready to move in ASAP. ASAP is not in all caps, though. Feel free to text, and there's a number, or email me for any further inquiries. And then it says, you know, information about the house and da-da-da-da-da. They also sent a rental questionnaire. So the rental questionnaire says, if you're interested in renting the home, uh, then answer the questions below. Name, first, middle, surname, phone numbers, marital status, how many proposed occupants, list all the additional people, including yourself. But, like, the survey, I don't know if you can see this, and I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll post it to the Instagram. And he wrote this himself Clearly, like, what are these blanks? Like, you just yeah. hit the underscore and yeah. just, like, kept it in space? Like, bro, what is, what's happening? Like, you wrote this yourself. Clearly, this is not a, you could have Googled and got a rental form. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have just, like, those generic ones. Also, it, it's, it's like he's doing seven scams for one measly scam. Like, all you had to do is keep the listing up and send that form. Be like, yeah, great, you you're interested, fill this out. And people would. Yep, and you could have got an application fee, which is a lot of what these motherfuckers are doing is like raking up application fees and never actually renting the property out and then making a bag. So I have to keep reading this clearly homemade um, rental question, which, sweetie, Etsy, you could have like went and printed it off. It would have looked way more legit. (laughs) Not Etsy, but um, Tumblr, you know. Uh, But you know what, Etsy, I believe it. Like somebody (laughs) knit a questionnaire on Etsy that would have been better than this one. Truly. True. And it probably came with some crystals or some shit. Like, you playing yourself. So, I have to keep reading this because it says present address. And then, will you have pets? Please describe the breed and size. Okay, normal questions. Then, personality of pet. No. Ah! <laughs> what, what am I supposed to say? My pet got bad vibes? <laughs> um, You know, he's an introvert with a strong uh, penchant for treats. <laughs> <laughs> extrovert for treats um you know he's going through a hard time right now but yeah a little depressed but a cool a cool pet nonetheless like what, mm. what am i supposed to say to that like cool they now they, they're fun as fuck look the tightest <laughs> pet you've ever met he's a bro like, my dog's a bro my dog loves the party i won't lie like, a little too <laughs> hard lie, sometimes. this dog is gonna get down on your house <laughs> Preferred move-in dates, intended length of lease. Do you agree to pay the payment before you move in? That one slipped right in the middle. Do you mm-hmm, agree to mm-hmm. pay the payment before the you move payment in? The payment doesn't even say deposit. What? My goodness. Deposit? What is the payment? That's so vague. What's the payment? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Can you come up with the down payment today to secure the house and for us the to down take it payment. off the market and mail the keys and paperwork to you? So I'm not going to see the house. You're going to mail me the keys from Pennsylvania 
And I have to send you the money sight unseen. Also, what do you mean down payment, sweetie? I yeah. thought I was renting. Yeah, this person's mixing up their sales scam and their rental scam. This is a copy paste mess. They have copy pasted yeah. the word Too many philanthropy times. from one doc, <laughs> the word ASAP from another. They got philanthropic. They got philanthropy looking like how I say unique now. Like unique. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like just shouting it at people. Like, what? what why philanthropic. <laughs> That's some work as well. My name is but, Philanthropic Chelsea. Okay, yes. I love that for you. That, that's how you let people Thank know you. how you come in. You come in from altruism. Yeah, that's right. Everything you I also, do is a gift for you. For you. Middle name Evangelist. What's up? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love God, you know, which means I would never rob you, you know. So can you come up with a down payment if I can choose the paperwork? Then it says length of previous tenancy, present occupation. Are you Section 8? Do you work late night? Why are those... One one Rude. line of questioning. My goodness, are you yeah. Section Eight and do you work late night? What? Why do yeah, you even need to know it when I work? Yeah. And also, why they go together? <laughs> and why you're showing that house during the daytime if I do work at night? Like, <laughs> right, but right. They can always make sure that you can. We actually only show the house at two a.m. So if you can't mm-hmm, come at mm-hmm. two, then you can't have it. And this is: Do you smoke? Do you drink? I've never seen a rental application ask if people drink. Maybe no, if this they is smoke, a doctor's form that they got mixed into this. Right now, now it's like, what was your last period? What what kind of form is this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you pregnant from my realtor who been fucking around on this house? <laughs> have you fucked my previous realtors? Who have clearly you fucked unfaithful? my realtor? Because <laughs> a lot of people have. Okay, so then at the end, it's like I certify that these things are true to my knowledge and I authorize the investigation of all statements. Da, 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 da. So now they've like copy and pasted some legal jargon from somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you Y'all... experience side effects of a stomach and hair loss, Zoloft cannot account for you. Right. This is now talking. What is happening? So we're back to Gigi. Gigi says, I knew I might have been getting got when I realized he was giving way more details than I really needed. Definitely the first flag. It mm-hmm. says, I was also taken aback when he asked me to pay the twelve fifty before I even got a chance to see the place. Also, this survey. The survey would have told me robbery yeah. right off top. And then it says, I was curious. Why were you curious? Now you just like scams, Gigi, because at this point, you know that this ain't it. So it says, I was curious. So I put the address in on Zillow and it popped up for sale. Well, Evangelist told you that was going to happen. Mm-hmm, yeah. So yes, quickly, he's been picking in- houses for sale and pretending he's renting them. This is yes. clear. <laughs> he told you that up top. He's like, I'm a liar from Pennsylvania, maybe, yes. and a philanthropist, probably. Uh, I put in an inquiry and was met by several calls, texts, and emails, LOL. There were several realtors who were quick to tell me the house was already under contract to be sold, but they would happily find me a different one. Because, yeah, the real estate girlies are out here trying to get a check. So they're like, wait, wait, wait. I contacted Redfin once, and now they will not leave me alone. I have a realtor who kill- is still contacting me because I am going to have to buy a place. But he be sending me videos, sis. Like, he sent what? me a video with his front-facing camera one time and was like, hey, Lacey, it's your realtor, so-and-so. Just checking in. Your realtor? Girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. They they are also, how cute they you took think some you sort are? of Yeah. I mean, was he cute? No. Okay, then he you can't. Just tall. You can't. You got to know what you can get away with. That, But tall doesn't show up on video. Do you know what I mean? Like He made it not... work. He started okay. the angle lower so that I could oh, see so the, you that would he, know. the hype you could was see. happening. Yeah, he's next to yeah. a tree or something. So, okay, yeah, stood okay. next to several light fixtures, just so you know, like, give you some. 
<laughs> Listen, I gotta tell you, in the middle of the pandemic, I lost my mind, started looking at farms in Minnesota, mm. found found a farm that was like, you know, I said, <laughs> yeah, I could live here, right? I sent a little inquiry. That realtor, I'm on their list <laughs> to this you day. You get Christmas cards. They, Oh my They'll God, they called go. me 10 times a day, every day, being like, you can do it. You can buy this farm. And I was like, maybe I can. Maybe I can buy this <laughs> Not farm. The motivation. I, I blocked, I had to block a realtor from Minnesota because I was like, Damn. ma'am, I'm, I, I am sorry I lost my mind that night, but you have to stop calling me. I can't it's own a, this I, farm. I, I don't know how to farm. <laughs> well, you better get a hoe and figure it out because you about yeah. to be old McDonald's. Okay, you buying this damn farm. Oh, you're buying the farm on the dotted line. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I, I love the the persistence, the thirst, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I guess it works. It works on clients. They keep doing it. Yeah. If you're thirsty, maybe realty could be your thing. Channel that thirst into into a coin. Okay. if you love like unrelenting contact with other people who clearly don't want to speak to you, realty. You know, that could be Listen, your game. Listen, incels, are you out there? You are real estate's <laughs> in the making. You are millionaires yet to have found your correct Get off 4chan and start slinging these houses. <laughs> and get on Zillow. You're leaving money on the table. <laughs> this is our new motivation. Guys, sign up for the for the motivational <laughs> TED Talk. We got you. Careers for whatever your flaws are. So... <laughs> There were several realtors, they hit him up, hit him up, you know, hit her up. Uh, She said, I was truly upset because I'm a single mom and I cannot afford to be scammed like this. To end on a high note, I did end up getting in contact with a rental property agent who was more than happy, I'm sure they were, to assist in finding me a new home. Love the show. Thank you so much, Gigi. I'm glad you didn't get scammed. I love that she went down the rabbit hole because you already knew this shit was foul, but you were like, "Ah, I'm still curious. I'll do it. Listen, Gigi, I have a full-time job and many side jobs, and I will get on Zillow right now in North Carolina and find you a rental home on my own accord. (laughs) Do not give that person any money. I will be Googling for you all the time. I'm afraid. I'm afraid the rental agent's going to take Gigi's money. Well, see, the rental agent was just trying to get her commission. So she did her thing, and then she moved on, and Gigi and now her family are in a home. So I'm happy for y'all. I'm happy that it ended on a positive note. I'm glad that you didn't talk to Evangelist the... <laughs> Evangelist ph- Steven. <laughs> the, the philanthropist Evangelist Steven. <laughs> philanthropist Evangelist Steven. Because, and, and I get it's funny though in the scam because they're uh, they're explaining away every reason that you have to be suspicious up top and anytime anybody does that immediate suspicion should happen they're like don't yes. google it don't call about it you're never gonna meet me uh <laughs> I, yeah, oh, the price oh, is so low because i'm super nice because i'm into philanthropy it's just like when um i'm gonna say dudes but it could be anybody if any gender when they when like they're caught in something and they say um well, I can't, I can't, like, if you're, you're just going to believe what you're going to believe. Like, if you're not going to mm-hmm. believe me, then you're not going to believe me. It's like, okay, well, this is just, it, that's how you know, like, okay, you fucked up. Because right. an innocent person would go, here's why you should believe me. And a guilty person goes, are you just you already made up your mind. everything you just, people tell you? You just, you, you were acting like this before you had this information. And now all of a sudden, because you got information, you want to act differently. Like, that's wow, just you can't really trust weird me? to me. This is a trust thing for me? <laughs> they somehow make it about you any I mean, honestly anytime that happens in any type of relationship run because that person is toxic if people can't take responsibility yes. for their actions if if they want to gaslight you immediately when you bring something up or or act like you're the problem because they have a problem with you have a problem with what they did like get the fuck away from them yeah yeah also like at least take 10 minutes to start gaslighting me do you know what i mean right. like 
It's like, come with some good game. Like, 10 minutes in, you start your tricks. But moment one, like, now we're not... What are we doing here? Exactly. You're not run even out of the room. When I confront you, run out of the room, take a long walk, come up with some lies. Come up with some good, <laughs> solid lies. And then yeah. come back and pitch me those lies. Like, don't insult me by not even giving me no lies. Like, you really exactly. just don't be like... No, no narrative, no fake... Just nothing? You're offering nothing? nothing? Don't disrespect me like that. You don't got a friend you could call who could get in on the scheme and lie with you. Like, you're not going to do nothing. That's just, that's so disrespectful. So rude. Okay. I deserve to be lied to. Yes. In a good way. Put some thought into it. Some effort. Photoshop some things. Make some fake text messages. I don't, you know, come on now. Get some get documents on Etsy. I don't care. I just want to see effort. I think that we're, yeah. we're worth the effort to be lied that's to. That's right. Okay? That's right. So... Guys, we're going to take one more quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Robbery! Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back, and it's time for my favorite segment of this podcast, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Chelsea with a famous con caper group of criminals. Maybe we love them, maybe we hate them. We don't know yet. We'll see, and we'll get her opinions all throughout. So today we're talking about Inhago. I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Inhago Mm -hmm. Philbrick. Uh, he was a young, handsome, will be the determined, will determine if he was handsome. <laughs> Pull up a photo. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, let's see if he's really giving handsome or was he just tall. And very talented when he took the fine art world by storm. Okay, this is him. Okay, he does have traditionally good bone structure. I could see him on Gossip Girl. Mm, I feel like he's... Is he a he's, I say, I think he's a medium, but... He definitely, you can see the money in the photo. So now he's a eight. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing that if he's a, he's a 10, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he does art fraud. That's that's an 11 to me. Oh, oh, you know what? Let, let me make my zoom. Let me make a screen. Yeah, zoom in a oh, little no. bit. Oh, no. Lacey, Lacey, make the screen bigger. I okay, think you're going to change your mind. Oh, no. He's I'm like going, a murderer. I'm going down to a. F- I'm oh, going down no. to a three. Those eyes are dead. No, get this off. Oh, stop zooming in, Jessica. Damn. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> this is stuff of patch, nightmares. Patchy, <laughs> patchy beard, thin mustache. Yes, he is Mm-mm. just tall and in a suit. He's not actually handsome. Yeah, he got us. He had us in the first half. Oh, hell no. That man looked like he, he put had me in us his basement. We... I would be in his basement freezer so fast. No, thank you. He, he looked like he do murders on the side. That's his hobby. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He was like the bottom line of the eye chart at the DMV. Like it's just a little fuzzy <laughs> and tiny and you're like, sure, but no. Right. No, no. But you're just trying to make it out because you're like, I need to get this license. <laughs> oh, right. oh no. Oh no. Okay, Inhigo. I was on your side for a second, but then we zoomed in and that was just that, you know, look, we're not gonna face shame here. Sometimes you you're born with the face of a murderer. That's not your fault. Let's see. <laughs> we can still we can still like you. Let's see. All right, so. Um, he took the art world by storm. The dealer was good at making money and making other people money through his keen knowledge of the art world. But as it turns out, all his talents may have just been a massive Ponzi scheme. Mm. He just showed up tall and white and they were like, this guy, he's the That's guy. That's right. Also, I, I don't know if I'm mad yet because the, mm. the art world that it sounds like he's in, which is waspy white art world, is a scam in a, in it's a, a money laundering scam. Itself, you know? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, I don't know if I'm mad at the scam yet, because it's all kind of a scam. It, exactly. Although it, I know a lot of artists and people who make visual things and things with their hands and things like that. And I don't think that making art or being an artist is a scam, but I think the way that it's commodified in these higher end spaces absolutely is. Like, shit gets a little weird yeah. and dicey. Um, no, I said the waspy art, art yes. world. I didn't say the good art world. I, but if you are if you are a wasp making art, I don't think the odds are on your side for, nah. for not being a scam. You know Unless what I mean? Unless you're Lana Del Rey. You know, she did oh, it right. You're going to roll for Lana Del Rey? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That's a true shock. Listen, we all have our problematic faves, okay? And I, I loved her. You're right. I mean, she's a cop lover. I love that. But you know, she made that whimsical <laughs> white woman music that I'm when sorry. I was in the Hamptons, I had to I had to be a part of. You know, I'm sorry, Lana Del Rey is a cop lover. Like yes. this is another twist. I can't. I can't. I mean, I'll give her tenacity. You know what I mean? She yes. had like what four pop star names, and then she like yeah, oh, Lizzie. Her name like Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah, she did. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, I'm settling wow. on the feeling of Molly. I think everybody's going to enjoy set- that. Yes, I'm settling on the feeling of music that if you're on Molly, definitely makes sense. And if you're not on Molly, I'm just kind of like, I'm ambiance. Right. Or main character music for when you're morose in the summer. Like you're floating around yeah, in your yeah. expensive pool. But you deserve to be sad too, rich, beautiful. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Of course she's a cop lover. Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> So who is this Philbrick guy, this Ingo Philbrick? So Ingo grew up the son of a relatively known museum director, Harry Philbrick. Mr. Philbrick was the director of Ridgefield, Connecticut's Aldrich Museum of Contemporary Art from 1996 to 2010. That's like 14 years. So he was really in that thing, really doing the arts to people. So during his tenure, he was known for staging ambitious shows by difficult, in quotes, artists such as Anselm Kiefer and flipping older art pieces to purchase more contemporary art. So we have a picture here. Um, This is one of the arts. Um, (laughs) This is titled (laughs) Der Gorsch Noten or The Gordon Knot. Um, and this is an example of Kiefer's work. So um, you can okay. see how somebody would want this sad ass shit in their home, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and shout out to the names on this episode. I mean, Ooh, just from working this front mouth. to back. Incredible. Um, I, I totally can see how this is a um, art piece that someone would pay a lot of money for. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but the, the feeling that it evokes for me I, is sadness. Like, I don't want to look at that. I mean, how much money would I pay? I would pay $50 to remove it from my yes. home. I feel like this is the kind of photo that puts <laughs> I, a curse on you. Like, that's the movie pitch. You yes. buy this photo and then yes, weird shit the, starts happening yeah. in your house. 
That's right. There's a witch hidden in that photo. <laughs> For sure. P- painting, painting. <laughs> well, I was like, what if we did the Blair Witch Project, but we made it a painting? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you want uh, the yeah the markings. I feel like you could solve the zodiac murder yeah. by looking at this. There's a little R and a D and an N. Yeah, is it speaking to me? This is also giving me like something I was seeing in an escape room, and we need to like get all the words letters out mm-hmm. of it and, and do some kind of word salad to get the key out the toilet or something. Like it's giving yeah. <laughs> so after graduating from Connecticut High School in 2005, Ingo. Um, or NGO, excuse me, attended his father's school, Goldsmith, at the University of London. Let's call him Indiegogo. Indiegogo. We're going to call him Indiegogo. So, um, Indiegogo and his father's relationship grew quietly strained several years later, but he could never escape their connection. Of course, it became strained. I love that so waspy. So, he moved, Mm -hmm. he used that to his advantage, and he moved forward in his career. He would present himself as a confident, well-connected person who may or may not benefit from his father's connection. So much like your mom and Sharon, Shannon's story, even though that wasn't her father, if she never had met him, she was like connections. You know, they're not gonna know how. Old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Connections. Also, rich people like always. Whenever they do have connections, they're like, I, I, it's not that I benefited from those. They're always, I may or may not have used my father's uh, lawyer's friend to get my job in New York Times. I mean, right? Yeah. I had never understood you know I mean? why they're so on their high horse about that shit either. We all have privilege. Like, if you have running water and lights, you have privilege. If you have a two-parent household where they weren't abusive to you, that is a privilege. Like, we all have different privileges, but for some reason, Nepo kids always want to be like, I work for everything myself, all my, by myself alone. Yes, my mother's Gwyneth Paltrow, but, like, what are you saying? <laughs> I know. I really can't understand it because, like, I would be like, bitch, my mom's Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, right. I would be the worst. Like, you would never... You, if I was Blue Ivy, sweetie, I would go by Beyonce's daughter. I would change my name oh to my Beyonce's God. firstborn. Address me as such. Yeah, I'd be like, actually, you're not bullying me. I'm Blue Ivy. How much money for you to not bully me? Beyonce, mom? Like, please. Right. Like, I would... That would be one of the greatest privileges. Um, you would know it all the time. I wouldn't try to hide it. I it would be very. I, I would uh-uh. wear shirts with Beyonce face on them all the time. I'd be like, oh, it's just my mama. You know, she'd be thumb give me her old merch or whatever. You know, like you're gonna know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not gonna say Bay Hive. It says Mom Hive. It says like, <laughs> I call her Mom. Y'all call her Bay and like, Beyonce. But listen, I like I am a Spielberg. Like now, treat me like one. Right, everywhere that I go. <laughs> So in 2010, at the age of 23, he began interning at London's highly prestigious White Cube Gallery. He quickly rose through the ranks to run the founder, Jay Joplin's second business. In 2013, Indiegogo decided to launch an independent career, and Jay liked him so much that he offered to financially support him. So things were going so well for Indiegogo that he was like, oh, bitch, I'm about to have my own arts. I'm about to slang my own arts and whatnot. Love that for him. And then, of course, they're like, you're tall and young and you're very confident in a white man. <laughs> give him money. Y'all give him money. What are we doing? Oh, hold on. Hey, hold on. money, money, yes, come forth. Yeah, we know we got you. Why did you, did you even ask? No, you don't have to ask. Hold on. Get the money out for him. So, Indiegogo. Don't be rude. Give him money without him saying right. anything. What are y'all doing? Look at this man. He's over six feet. So, Indiegogo <laughs> opened his own gallery and consultancy in London's Mayfair, specializing in post-war and contemporary art. I love, like, a, like I always wonder how people get into businesses that are so niche. Like, if you own a lamp store, yeah. like, when did you wake up and you were like, lamps? That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all I'm going to sell. No, we're selling lamps. Yeah, it's just, it's just lamps. 
Yep. <laughs> so he's got in a very specific niche type of art and opened a whole yeah. gallery. Uh, you, you said post-war. What was it? Yeah. Post-war. Post-war and contemporary art. I mean, which is ridiculous. You want the art made during the war. That's where the passion is. The emotions are. (laughs) The emotion. (laughs) No, this is art if you're, like, very rich and, and, you know, you have, like, a... Like, I'm over it. I'm over the war. Um, (laughs) This is is art that has no war. (laughs) It's just squares. It's just, like, cool shit that, you know, we use as a backdrop while we do cocaine. So, you know, we, we see it. So they continue to do business together for the following six years, allegedly utilizing a shell company called Onji to obscure their identity. So they got a shell company for art. Anytime you got a shell company, okay. we know you're doing crime. Yeah. So when Indiegogo struck out on his own, he was noted for two things. His relative youth at the front of every auction and the way he always appeared as much more interested in the financial dealings of art than the art itself, which, of course... <laughs> Okay, but also like what? <laughs> They're like he's young and all he wants is money, which made okay. him special. <laughs> yeah, which made him stand out. I'm pretty sure that's like what got me called a bitch. It's like, well, she's 22, she's a waitress, but all she wants is her money. Yeah, you was <laughs> want money bitch. too bad, Chelsea. Like, what the fuck is you? Oh, you yeah. did the work and then you wanted the money afterwards. That's crazy. That's weird. Okay. Of course, yeah. You didn't show up as a oh, tall, didn't want the painting. Uh, handsome white man from uh, 70 feet away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get closer, you're like, eh, No I one's guess. ever seen him up close. He always stands 70 feet away. We had a, meet, a lunch meeting. He sat at two restaurants over and was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Doing deals. And you know what? Very good looking. Gave him all my money. Right. Gave him because he deserved it. What, 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 I'd be remiss if I didn't give him all my money. So his laser focus on deal making led him to a series of lucrative art investments in the years after his departure from White Cube. Beginning in 2014 and 2018, or between 2014 and 2018, Indiegogo bid on at least 11 six and seven figure works and won four of them, which that's a really good ratio for like. These are six, seven figures. So these are millions or hundreds of thousand dollars worth of art. And he wait, he bagged wait. four out of the are 11. Are you talking art to me? Yeah. You're talking art to talking me right now? So right that's now. true? That's a real thing? Yeah. Like, like he really, that's a good numbers? Yeah. The most expensive was a $3.5 million Basquiat uh, painting and a $3.2 million Christopher Wool. So of the seven figures, like two of those were you know, added up to almost $7 million. So I just don't think you should get a prize for buying things like, oh, he bought millions of uh, something that was a million dollars. Like, OK, that's what the stock exchange is. What we're commending. They was good at buying. The, yeah, the stock exchange. Have you done your stock exchange scam episode? Oh, my God. Bring me back. I have so much to There's say. So many. The stock exchange is oh okay a racket yes it's so a racket listen i'm sorry i never listened i had to do it for late night and like i just never want to see it again bro i mean do you have your money in the stock market i don't right now not a lot um but i have to get into diversify you know child i can't even (laughs) well sounds like you're buying art sounds like you have in the art i didn't start buying hella arts that's that's what i'm gonna do You used to be at Art Basel. You know, let's run it up, okay? I want that art and that art, too. Put that art in my trunk, you know? <laughs> That's the lady who puts all the art in her trunk. Yeah, that'll be me. So, <laughs> the purchase firmly cemented Indiegogo as a dealer in the international art market, which led to him uh, basically 
getting a dream deal. So this is the undoing. Oh, I love that. The undoing. Ugh. Bring me back yeah. to Nicole Kidman. I'm, I'm ready. Give me that uh, shrimp on the Barbie accent any day. Just creeping out when she does her American accent. Love that for us. <laughs> Shout out to Nicole. She loves movies. So in 2015, he signed on to... <laughs> <laughs> <a> deep cut. <laughs> She's single-handedly bringing back the cinema in a gray suit. She got AMC on her back, okay? Nicole. Yeah, that's a scam. The AMC paid her for that commercial, and they're like, here's how we get films back. You, watch a movie. Nicole now. Kidman, and filmer. Film she, she, look, she said she loved movies. Filmer, filmer. Have her say, movies is fun and good. <laughs> y'all heard it straight from Nikki herself. Now, what y'all gonna do? He was like... Who needed to be told movies were good? We all love movies. Like, I don't understand. I like, didn't know why what it was about movies until that... she said it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see your point, Nicole. Okay, sure. Movies is fun and good. I'm going to be sure. here. I'll give him my money. <laughs> so the undoing. In 2015, he signed on to okay. buy and sell Blue Chip Works at a profit on behalf of a company called Fine Art Partners, uh, aka FAP. Uh, blue chip works okay. are by no. I got a fap. Okay, <laughs> you got a fap. You got the. the I'm thinking of wop. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> got that wet ass art. Um, <laughs> I got that wet ass art up here. Okay, blue chip works are by known tried and true artists, basically guaranteed to make money. So like a Basquiat would be a blue chip work. Like a Banksy would okay. be a blue chip work. Like they're about the famous girlies. Okay. Uh, the girlies that if you have it in your house, people are like, is that? Is that Kandinsky? You know, is that, you know, that means you're really... <laughs> okay, okay. You're spinning the coin. So FOP was founded okay. and run by former Morgan Stanley I banker. I can't stand that it's called FOP. I'm sorry, I can't I know. stand it's it. Not it's not sexy. I can't believe this is real. Okay, okay. So FOP, FOP, FOP. By former Morgan and Stanley uh, banker Daniel Trumel, he was one of the founders, and German judge turned art researcher Loretta Wurtenberger. And, you know, you've got to have somebody German when you're doing some art shit. Like, Wurtenberger, that just bodes mm-hmm. confidence for me. So look at them in this picture. Like, the the woman, Miss Wurtenberger, she looks like she know art. Look at that haircut. It's giving paintings. I, I've <laughs> never seen someone look more like a German judge turned art broker. Like, there's no one who could fit this description more. She's somehow wearing a three-quarter suit jacket that's also a cape? That's art, and that's the law. She... She knows her brand. The brand is strong, okay? So together they would acquire works and require Indiegogo to pay only 30 to 35% of the purchase price. He would then hold the works in storage until it looks like they were reaching their predetermined target price. So he would hold them, you know, much like they do with diamonds in the mine to get the price up. And then he would release them, you know, slowly. Okay. So at that point, okay. he would complete the sale and flip the work. The key was that FOB... What a name. Didn't require Indiegogo to front his part of the purchase price until he resold the piece. So basically, he was using other people's money to buy art and then flip it. And then that's when he would pay his part of owning the piece. And then he would also reap, you know, a port a part of the portions. Like, you know. This only sounds smart to me. I'm not seeing this. Right. I love it. So this meant that most of the time he had large amounts of cash to operate and theoretically plenty of time to both buy and sell the works for profit because he they just giving him money. You know, he showed up and he looked like he deserved money. And so everybody's like, yeah, we'll front all the risks for this because you deserve money and no risk. So, for example, in 2015, uh, Indigo purchased an untitled Donald Judge stainless steel sculpture. And we have the sculpture here. Okay, that just looked like some oh, shelves no. I could get from Ikea and 
like you know those shelves that are freestanding you just put yeah. them into the wall uh okay 100 a freestanding shelf and like not one that holds a give lot. me a guess for this freestanding shelf you know? how much do you think it costs oh this is gonna be painful okay um what i think it should cost 20.99 what i think <laughs> it ross. actually costs <laughs> at ross <laughs> and um well, UK, so you said he was in the millions. So I guess I'll say 1.1 million. That's not a bad guess. 2.25 million was what they purchased it for. Okay, it's double. It's double. <laughs> Still, but you were up there. Wow. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, this is the scam of all. Like, the person who sold this is the scam artist. <laughs> this artist is a scam and artist. And I love that for them. Because the thing is, once you have enough clout, you can just charge anything for your art. You know, you could basically sometimes destroys sure. the art. You buy it and it goes through a shredder. He's like, fuck y'all, y'all dumb. But thanks for the money, hoes. You'll never know who I am. Uh, <laughs> love that for him. Or her. We don't know. Um, yes. <laughs> and I love that. But so their their goal, they purchased this at $2.25 And the target resale was $2.8 million. Um, so a sale for any less would eat into Indiegogo's cut. So he had to like get the money up so that he would get his cut because he's not participating in the risk of purchasing. But as the months went on, resales weren't happening and the founders grew frustrated. Trumpo uh, pressed Indiegogo for sales as FAP needed the money for its tax bills. But he was only met with lengthy and dramatic explanations. Okay, see, at least you have the decency to lie, Indiegogo. We love that. Okay? Yes, at length. You respect lie them. at, at nauseum. Okay, give me a book of lies. <laughs> I want it. So... He, this is a quote from Indiegogo. He says, to rush these sales is signing your own death knell. Oh, man. Ooh. Even though he, he went to school in London, said, Poetry. to rush these sales is to sign your own death knell. That's so fancy. <laughs> like, what a fancy way to gaslight people. I love that. Yeah. Oh, talk dirty to yes. me, fap. Fap. So things continue. I'm sorry. I just keep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just. Are you not thinking fat ass pussy? <laughs> like, is this not what we're thinking every time we say this? I just have to know if it's only That's me. Fat ass pussy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That's all I've heard this whole time. And you know, if you got that. Maybe it's fat ass pussy. Fat ass pussy. I don't, I don't even know if they say pussy. Is that the lexicon in the UK? I feel like they call it like a yeah. smirking crutcher or something. They always got weird words for shit. <laughs> A crumpet. Right. A he was down in my crunch? mini mount. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and then he licked my mini mount. Like what? Like what is? And he licked my mini mount raw. Raw. Like you know, this is how I imagine. Um, yes. So th that's also how I imagine sex with a British person is just like, oh, more that. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. I'm having a great time. <laughs> so just like a fabulous time where they just like compliment yeah. you in like light and lovely ways. Yeah. Oh, your body's smashing, R right fit. <laughs> Smashing success. <laughs> and at the end when they come, it's like, good day. That's Australian. Uh, yeah, they come, they Brexit. I'm sorry. Right, like, Brexit. Oh. <laughs> I'm Brexit. I'm Brexiting. I'm Brexiting right now. In your mini mount. Yeah, okay, see, this is... <laughs> Sorry, sorry to y'all in the UK. Y'all know how I do. So things continue to deteriorate. And too late did Fop realize that they gave Indiegogo too long of a leash. So he's not selling these paintings anymore. He has no liability. He didn't purchase them. He's leaving them cash poor because now they're not getting their coins back. And they're like, and okay. Yeah. Again, smart. 
It all sounds so. Indiegogo's lavish okay. lifestyle. Meanwhile, Indiegogo continued his extravagant spending in his own life. He took private planes and frequently ordered bottle service in nightclubs. Now, not you buying bot, like not you in the club. <laughs> but also, that's like a waste that's of it? money. Like you're running whole ass scams, and it's you just, just bring alcohol service. for just overpriced vodka for a sad woman to bring it to <laughs> a you. very tired club I, I, i've had to do you the bottle have... service you know in the sparklers i was gonna say Lacey, i'm almost positive you're yeah you're like here's right. your Ooh, vodka yeah. and then you gotta make sure they tip because they be drunk and you gotta like look at the ch- it's a lot so shout out to the bottle girls out there because now you, if you want to be a bottle girl you need like a bbl do you ever change a tip um, on a check so legally i have never yeah. done that um however you know, sometimes if the, a mistake was made by the patron, then the, then that has to be corrected for the staff. That's all I'll say. I'm just, I'm just clearing up clerical errors. You know, that's right. You, you've moving the decimal point back a little errors. bit because yes, it's like, yes. oh, you put it too close. That's, that's all. Right. It needs to be made back here. Right, because yeah. they made an error. So I'm just helping yes, the community. One, that's yes. all. You know. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, legally, though you've never done it, and legally, though I've never done it, if you were to run a scam, it's one of the most solid yeah, ones. Because, like, to allegedly, run. people don't really check because that often. There's not a lot of people, they're not checking that tip amount. So I'm just saying, were you to run a scam. Yeah, this would be the perfect place. Could, also, they're probably intoxicated. That would be bad you know? and wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying. And not to take advantage of intoxicated people, I'm just saying they probably won't remember if they left the good tip that they wanted to leave. But if you are a if you are a person ordering bottle service legally, do you deserve yeah. to be scammed? You've already like, bought into the scam because you're buying an overpriced bottle just yeah. so you can get attention in the club. So you're already a part of the scam. So you might as well like see it through. You're part of yes. you said yes. Which means you say yes to everything, yes. including the tip, which might need to be, you know, um, moderate. Yeah. Collab. Moderated, <laughs> collaborated. Yeah. It's a collaborative experience. Like you made a suggestion of the tip and then we we analyzed that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we allocated funds. We yeah, analyzed that as, suggestion. As needed, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. we put it through an algorithm of our current rent prices yeah, inflation. and grocery needs. We run that through that algorithm. That's right. Inflation, uh, factors of attitudes, things yeah. said during Capital the event, use, out of your was mouth. It a black card? You know, joke. Did you make a joke? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? And then we yeah. calibrate it's, it's that. It's just an adjustment. And give you We're a correct people. tip. Just like, uh, just like Indiegogo. So at the time, he was dating Victoria Baker Harbour, an English socialite best known for her role on the popular British reality show Made in Chelsea. Never heard of that show, but she is giving me baddie reality vibes. Is she? I mean, that's a dress where, like, if you described it, it should be something I'm in love with and the execution. I can't. I just don't know how you executed a thousand feathers yeah. this poorly. It's given like. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't it feel like something I, we should love? You know what? Love? I feel like if I saw it on a mannequin, I would love it. And I put it on, I'd be like, oh, no. Because it honestly looks like she was tarred and feathered. It looked like they <laughs> put a bunch of Elmers on her and then pushed her into the craft <laughs> section of Joanne's fabrics. And That's right. It looks like she was a Mormon in the 1940s and they tarred and feathered <laughs> yeah, her don't all the look way good. to Also, clearly Miss Victoria likes her a cocktail because in this photo she got her Martin, or her cosmopolitan right next to her and she had the bar. So you gonna buy the bottles for Victoria, honey. She will accept nothing less. Yes, nothing I like less. that. 
So he wore 5,000 pound suits, handmade shoes, handmade shoes. Come on, you got a cobbler. That's how you know you rich. A belt with a diamond lodged in the (laughs) pin and a 48,000 pound watch. That's an expensive ass watch because like that's almost double American dollars. Yeah, that's what, like 60,000? Around 60, 70,000 USD because our money ain't strong. (laughs) Our money weak. So I'm going to need to eat some spinach, get like Popeye, because bitch, what's going on with the money? So he even kept an account at Mayfair restaurant Cipriani so that dinner companions would think he was too important to need to give a credit card. So when he left, he didn't even have to pay. He was like, charge it to my oh. account. I'm too rich to pull out my card. That's a lazy <laughs> Mosley move. I that shit. I that. <laughs> I said, that's some lazy Mosley shit. Do you also have You're a card? We're never going to let this go. We're going to go to dinner soon. I, I, will, I will maybe let you pay. <laughs> no, no, I'm ruining your life next time I take next time I take you to dinner, a parade's gonna come out in your <laughs> honor from me to pay you back for I love that we're both on the same petty type of time. We're like, yeah, we're going back to dinner and I'm gonna ruin your life. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin your life with dinner with me next time. <laughs> How dare you? So in twenty eighteen, he opened the blue chip gallery in Miami, the first of its kind in the area, and it was immediately popular. And if you don't know, like Miami, you know, because of the industries in Florida and how shady everything is, but Miami has a huge art scene. Art Basel happens there. Uh I once saw a banana go for millions of dollars. It was a banana that was nailed into a wall. It's money laundering, but you know, it's cute. Uh it's very sexy and the girls okay. love to go down. Okay. So his spending didn't track with the lack of sales that he was making at Fop. So now Fop is probably on Instagram like, this motherfucker getting bottles again? And we ain't sold none of these paintings. <laughs> Bitch, where he getting all this damn... We saw the diamond in yeah. that belt. Is that we a saw diamond the diamond belt? in that belt. Oh, hey, no. <laughs> like, there, I'm sure... Is that a diamond in the pin <laughs> of that belt? I'm on everything. They're checking the prices. Of- them shoes look homemade. Who making him homemade shoes? <laughs> like, we need to fight him. <laughs> Are those shoes <laughs> off of Etsy? Who's home making him Etsy shoes? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got these from Louis Vuitton, but no, Louis made them himself. He came in, he sold them up. <laughs> <laughs> Old ass Louis, like, Indiegogo's right. making His hand was a little shaky, but that's just a part of the integrity of it. You know what I mean? Some of the stitches are a little, you know, but it's cool. Right. So in 2017, a buyer named Leonard Freeland uh, bought an untitled Rudolph Stingle, lots of names in here, painting of two ravens from Indiegogo and Fap for about six million dollars. So this is the painting that was six mil. Again, six million dollars. I gotta tell you, I went to to a a Pinot and paint class with some girlfriends and I think I painted I feel like you could definitely do this at a sip and paint in a smooth hour and a half. I mean, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a silhouette of two And also, words. like, this is the kind of flex that, like, if you put this in your home, you have to, you're flexing on other rich people. Because I'm never going to walk past this and be like, is that a $6 million bird painting of the crows? No, I'm never going to know. So this is a flex for other rich people of, like, look, I'm also rich. Because I would mm-hmm. never spot this. So in 2018, the same work sold at the Phillips Auction House for a small loss at $5.9 million. But a year after, there was a correspondence between Indiegogo and Trump Hill about how Friedland still owed them $6 million for the painting after it's resale. And while Indiegogo was attempting to sell him another painting for $5 million. So th- so Fop was like, hey, we actually didn't get any money from that painting that we sold. The, the $6 million, we don't... Um, mm-hmm. Hey, it's us over at Fat Ass Pussy. We, um... The pussy's, the pussy's starting to get a little skinny because we don't hey, got you, no money. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. It's a little dry up in here. And right, like we need the, the funds. funds. Okay, and he's already trying to sell this person another $5 million painting, but... 
they haven't recouped any of their money for the original one that he sold. So Trumpo was frustrated at this point, okay. but chalked it up to possibly a German versus Russian way of doing business. So they're still giving this man so many chances. Y'all are out how many millions of dollars at this point? And y'all are like, but he's so tall though. He tall. We gotta just tall people yeah. in the sky. They do it different. Uh, it must be a Russian and German cultural like, error. What? <laughs> Baptist universal. Okay, I don't speak every language, but I can speak yeah. robbery in any <laughs> language. But <laughs> when Indiegogo did make the money, the amount was enough to not make them heavily question the hiccups, at least for a time. So, you know, in a Ponzi scheme, like, you start to pay people back their, you know, dividends or their, you know, return on mm -hmm. investment or whatever. And so that keeps them along the ride for longer periods of time because they're like, well, I am seeing a little coin. It's not the six million that I'm owed, but, you know, he's not completely ghosting us financially. He's giving us a little something. So, in reality, yeah. Indiegogo has been reselling the ownership of the art out from under FAP, FOP, while continuing, while they were continuing to question him about the resales and the lack of payments. So he's, he, they're buying the art. They're trusting that he's going to get them the best price for the resale. He's like, yeah, 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 let me hold them all in my trunk. Mm -hmm. And he's just slanging these pieces, slanging them. And they have no <laughs> idea that these pieces are selling. They're not recouping their losses or their investment. He's just like, well, y'all buy the paintings and then I sell the paintings and keep the money. This not, this business arrangement don't work for y'all. That's because y'all German. Y'all yes? don't know how we do it over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, because the art was held in storage during the sales, the owners never actually saw it, and many were taken in by the promise of a little risk with a big reward. Mm. They bought an Instagram yeah, photo. they never saw the... They were sending the money. He's at the auctions, front row, looking tall and young and money hungry. Mm. And they're actually mm -hmm. never even mm -hmm. seeing physically what they're spending their money on. Guys, y'all... Y'all deserve to be robbed. I, I'm kind okay. of on Indiegogo side right now. I know. I, I yeah. And the most extreme example known, Indiegogo sold multiple overlapping shares in Rudolf Stingle's painting of Picasso. So now he's selling like, basically people are investing in the sale <laughs> of this Picasso. And he's like, yeah, 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 y'all get involved. Yeah, y'all all gonna get a cut when we sell it. Yeah, it's a time. He's doing running a timeshare, <laughs> a timeshare on a painting. You get the painting for Christmas <laughs> and Arbor Day. They get the painting for Thanksgiving <laughs> and Father's Day. No, it's not that. It's brilliant. Arbor Day is bigger than Father's Day. No, don't worry. You're still getting, you're getting the best deal. What? So he told Fop in March 2017 that he had bought the work in full for $7.1 million. But two months prior, he had sold a firm called Sat Finance for 50% of the share of the painting worth 3.5 million. So it's highly unusual in and of itself to treat a painting as a financial investment and sell any kinds of shares rather than the full title. Like how I'm owning part of a painting. You're right, it's a timeshare. So in June, 2017, yeah. Andy Gogo sold the same painting again to Gazuni Properties, an investment vehicle controlled by billionaire UK brothers Simon and David Rubin. Around two years later, the brothers consigned the painting to Christie's auction house where it sold for $6.52 million. Meanwhile, Andy Gogo told Fop that the piece had been consigned under the company and, with the aid of falsified documents, said that he had guaranteed that he was going to get $9 million from Christie's. So now he's just lying to them. He's like, oh, I'm selling okay. it under FOP. Y'all okay. about to, that pussy about to be fat again. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Christy said they gonna get us nine mil. I'm coming, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back to you later, girl. Like, just sit tight. Yeah, chill. Dead. It's all in the, in the garage. 
Chill. Remember? Like, that's what we said we put in. I got good lights in there. So now FOP and Sat Finance and the Rubin brothers are fighting in court over who's the rightful owner of the painting. Mm. Oh, it's like an episode of Maury, but they all want to be the father. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the DNS has just shown that you are not the painting. <laughs> and then they just run around. You are not the owner of this painting. No! no! <laughs> the cameramen are running super fast around Christie's. I hope it's that kind of drama. That's the kind of drama I live for. Rich people mess. <laughs> I love a big little lie. Give it to me. Put it in my veins. Mm-hmm. So, Andy Gogo finally hit the end of his rope when Fop sued him in October of 2019. Y'all waited way too long to sue this man. Okay, it's taken you a long time, Fop. Like, this was a long time coming. Because, like, the way he's spending money, okay. I don't even know if he's going to get anything. So, since then, at least five other claims have been filed in the U.S. alone for a number of works, including the Stingle of the Stingle Picasso, right? So since then, at least five other claims have been filed in the U.S. alone for a number of works, including the Stingle of Picasso that was supposed to go for nine million that he was given out everywhere, um, the Infinity Room, and a Basquiat painting of two crown figures titled Humidity. That was from 1982. That's what. We're, so this is the Infinity Room. He's he he sold the Infinity Room. That's in America. Okay. How do you sell that? Do I own part of the Infinity Room? I feel like we all own a part of it now. We should sue as well. I would well. love to go. Can we go for Arbor Day? Yes. Yes. That's when we, that's our timeshare of the Infinity Room. We'll kick everybody out. And then this is the Basquiat that he also is tied up legally for. So London okay. High Court has also granted at least four separate requests to freeze Philbrick's asset. I love how these are requests. Like over here in America, they just freeze them, girl. They Please. put them on ice. Like, mm-hmm, you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, hey, love. If you, hey. Hey, it's us at the High Court in London. We've just wanted, like, if you got a chance, if you if you don't mind, if you're free, could you freeze his assets? That's us. It's like, <laughs> it would just be really kind if you could do that. Like, y'all the government. Y'all supposed to just pull up and depot. Y'all the gang. <laughs> it's actually better that you don't, but that's just what we're used to over here. It's bad. So it also turns out that Andy Gogo had gotten so deep in his dealings that he used the Boscap as collateral for a $13.5 million loan. The loan was declared in default in October 2019 when he makes a six-figure interest payment, and Athena secured the Basquiat as it was on its way back from a show at the Mori Art Museum in Tokyo. So now, now the loan repo- sharks got the Basquiat? Yes, they've, they've okay, repoed nobody's the Basquiat. Okay, no one else is ever getting the Basquiat. You know what I mean? Like, if the lone people have the Basquiat, like, it's never going back to the brothers and whoever else thinks right. they have it. So, th- so that they're fighting, the brothers are fighting over the Picasso. The Basquiat is another okay, okay. one that he's tied Just up different. in a, as collateral for a $3.5 million loan that he obviously could not afford to pay. So he's in deep. He owe everybody money. So okay. the same buyer that had bought the partial share in the Stingle Picasso also claims ownership over the Basquiat, saying that he paid a 66% share for it in 2016. So now we're doing okay, shares that's majority. of paintings. Sure. Yeah, majority. But what is a majority owner of a painting? I know. I can't believe you guys are doing paintings in shares. That's, I mean, I wasn't ready. But honestly, a brilliant idea because this is something that is not typical in the art world. So people who are all about the money and see a finance guy, again, doing what is done in our industry, that is our industry, turning art into financial profit for large corporations, they might see this as a new frontier. And anytime you're dealing with a new frontier, it might be a new scam, honey. You never know. Mm. Okay, okay. So by the time that he was set to appear in court, he had closed his galleries, disconnected his phones, and vanished. Yeah, that his, seems right. 
His then fiance Victoria, the reality queen who loves a cocktail, left the U.S. with him to go to a tiny South Pacific island of Vanuatu. She said, I was aware that he had nothing material left to offer me, but his kindness and consistency were enough to submit my choice and temporarily leave the world that I knew behind. She's like, he was so tall and he was poor now, but I'm a good person and a philanthropist. Wait, so she said kindness and what? What was the other quality? Consistency. Consistency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he is no, he has no job. So he's definitely right. around, you know, and it's he is that making dick up your call. Was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the dick was dicking because But that being said, I give kindness and consistency two months. How how long did they yeah. last? I'm not going I'm on the lamb because you give me words of affirmation. No, I'm not and... leaving the country. Right. And of course he got consistency. He ain't got no job. Where else does he have to yeah. clock in other than love? You're the only thing in his life. He's on the yeah. run. Lana Del Rey has the cops after him. Like, he has nowhere to go. <laughs> so in Vanuatu, they rented a small house and continued to travel throughout Asia. Sounds like he had a little bit of money to give you if y'all were traveling mm-hmm. and renting houses. During their island life, the couple didn't attempt to hide their identities. Indiegogo booked tennis lessons under his own name, and they even adopted tennis a Tennis lessons? Of- Okay. All right. All right. You know how you need tennis lessons when you're on the run from the yeah. government. You know how tennis lessons are a basic staple. It's food, water, tennis lessons. Tennis lessons. Like, he's not even playing. He's still learning. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Education, what is the ultimate if, privilege. Right. If you're not going to continue learning, okay? Yeah, I'm on the run from the, all the laws. Several countries. But hello, I'm still going to be fulfilled. can't stop learning. <laughs> love that. Get a hobby. I love it. So... He was eventually arrested in June 2022 by U.S. law enforcement agents and extradited back to the U.S. Indiegogo was sentenced to a seven-year prison sentence for duping his victims out of $86 million. Wow, that's... I feel like he should have more to show than bottle service and, like, one trip in Asia. And, and tennis lessons. Sweetie, that's not giving and 86 mil. What yeah, were you like, doing where's with the money? that mansion? Where's the how? But okay, that's impressive. Did it all go to the diamond belt? Like, I'm confused as yeah. to where... How big was that diamond in the pin of that belt? It's a blood diamond. <laughs> it's the Tiffany diamond. I put it in a belt. <laughs> <laughs> so, disgruntled associates are trying to seize his personal assets at an estimate of $70 million, as well as okay. $150 in his business assets. 150 <laughs> That's not... No. Maybe they mean 150 mil, but it, it, it says yeah, $150. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> That's really petty. They're like, and we want the 150 from the LLC. Tell him we want He's that. He's not too. getting a burger. He's not going to Taco Bell. No. No. He ain't passing go. He definitely ain't collecting $200 because we want it. The 150 is ours. So one of his former friends, art writer and admitted poor art dealer, Kitty Schrader, who lost 1.4 million pounds to Indiegogo, remarked, Indiegogo sold the same picture four times. I can't even sell the damn thing once. He's so talented. <laughs> wow. I mean, I he I know you've talked about the, the, the fire Festival, but, like, it really reminds me of that moment when, like, in the documentary, they're just, like, Billy was just so charismatic. Mm-hmm. He could get you to do anything. Like, he just had that charisma that convinced people to give him millions of dollars. And then there's an hour and a half of Billy, who's the most uncharismatic man alive. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where it's just, like, what are you talking about? And that feels like Indiegogo, where it's, like, Barely I haven't really heard anything. Thoughts. 
Yeah, she's just kind of standing there. Like, what are you talking about? It's like if you told me, like, I was meeting the great Gatsby, and then Billy McFarlane showed up, like, hey, yeah, no, yeah. I just wanted to make an app. Yeah. Like, where, where's the, where's, the, throw some stars, bitch. Entertain me. Yes. Dazzle me. Yes. Give a little bit of charisma, but okay. All right. Okay. Listen, maybe that's the charisma. It's like, he gives us nothing. What confidence oh, to he give gives us, us no charisma. Nothing. That's a charisma in itself. Give the girls nothing. I don't know. Wow. I mean, Lacey, can you imagine getting anything done without trying 500 times over the level of Indiegogo? <laughs> no, and I'm so jealous. I think he is extremely talented. And if I was tall, <laughs> I am tall. But if I was a tall white bear, um, I would be doing the same I, thing. I would just be showing up tall and be like, where's the money? Actually, I've been waiting for five minutes and I don't have a, like at least six million dollars. What's happening? Oh yes, I am also tall. But when you're a tall woman, it's it it's it's an opposite of the man graph. They're like you're less trustworthy. You're a woman who yeah. could maybe hit back. Beat me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna look too strong there, sis. Uh, you look like you take vitamins. Uh, yeah. I don't want this one. <laughs> you drinking water every day, huh? No, get rid of this bitch. <laughs> get rid of her. Okay, this bitch will survive a couple days bitch. longer. <laughs> right. Give her no money. Give her no money, okay? Take her money, actually. We need to rob <laughs> Take her. Take her money. No strong. one date her. Get her out of here. <laughs> so, guys, that brings us to the saddest portion of the show where I have to let Chelsea go. But before we do that, we have Scammer of the Week where we highlight a charlatan who's maybe worthy of our praise, maybe not. We'll see. Today, we're talking about an L.A. rapper who rapped about committing fraud and has pled guilty. Man. Hmm. I hope this he is... did it in verse. Right. So in his music video, EDD, and we have this music video and some photos, he raps about, he says, my swagger for EDD going to the bank with a stack of these. The California <laughs> Employment Development Department while holding a stack of envelopes. So he's... <laughs> I love that you made EDD swaggy. He was like, I'm going to EDD with a stack of these. Mm -hmm. Oh, stamps, bitch. What's up? What's, like, I love that you made this. Full video cute. evidence. <laughs> yes. You better take a picture holding the money up, the money phone. I love this. I love this. <laughs> so Busy, whose real name is Frontrell Antonio Baines. That's a scammer name if I've ever heard one. He's got a forehead tattoo okay. in the middle. He's doing it honest. He's 33. He used a series of stolen identities to fund his Hollywood Hills lifestyle from July 2020 to September 2020. I wish it had lasted longer. Yeah, also they're saying Hollywood Hills, but from the photo, it's like a, a studio in Hollywood Hills. Yeah, those steps <laughs> That's not like, aren't giving hills to me. They're not... They're giving me lobby of a bad apartment building. But yeah, okay. maybe on the way up to the hills. You know what I mean? Like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> on uh, what's what's that street that like runs past like right before you start to go up like past Griffith and shit, and you end up in the hills. I can't think of the street right now, but it's giving like fountain. Yeah, it's giving he's on the other side of fountain. <laughs> but he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm on the way to the hills though. I'm at the bottom of the hill. Aren't you on the hill if you at the top? I will the get to the hill. I can see the hill. Okay, we got to count all parts of the hills as the hill. So I'm at the bottom of the hill, but I'm on the hill. <laughs> What's good? That's a fact. <laughs> I love that. So he allegedly used the pandemic unemployment assistance provision of the CARES Act, which was designed to expand access to unemployment benefits for those who would otherwise be ineligible. In total, he ripped off... I love it. I'm sorry. He ripped I love off it. I love it. $1.2 million in pandemic unemployment assistance. The rapper was arrested when he was pulled over by the Amazing. Las Vegas PD... 
as a passenger and consented to search the vehicle. So he was a passenger and they were like, yeah, you can search. Why would you let the cops search? Like, they don't got a warrant, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, how are you smart enough to pull this scam, but you're also going to rap about it in writing and consent to the search, which we all know no, you don't you have don't. to consent I mean, but as a black person in America, and this this rapper is an African-American, at least from what I can see visually, um, you know, sometimes you acquiesce with the police because you're like, I don't know, if I don't do this, I'm going to get some warning shots in my back. So, you know... I, I could see, or maybe they were lit. Mm-hmm. They were like, we ain't mm-hmm. got no drugs in here, but they forgot that they had $50,000 under a row of seats in the car. Oh, oops, I forgot about that. Yes, oh, under a but row also of 50K seats. in Vegas doesn't feel that wild. Like, if I pull somebody over and they have 50K, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're black, and you know, no. that's a part of being black is like, white people always need to know where you got your money from, and they try to do it in the most, like, casual ways now. Like, don't be in a fancy space. Don't be in first class. Don't be in some kind of private lounge. Don't be somewhere where they don't expect to see black people, because they'll be like, oh my god, so what are you, are you an athlete? Are you a rapper? Do you How sing? did you get here? Are you Regina King? Because I've been hearing a lot about her. Is that you? Oh, <laughs> I- don't tell me that happened. <laughs> no, that, you don't look like Oprah. I don't look like. Wh- why would you? Okay, yeah. I had to tell people. <laughs> I was like, please don't tell How me dare. Look like because it's usually just offensive. You know what I mean? Like just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there. Even if it's the most beautiful just person, don't do alive, it. it's, it's such offensive. a risk. High risk, low reward. Just say they look good. Say they're beautiful. The compliment what you're actually yeah. seeing, and versus likening them to someone mm-hmm. they probably definitely don't look like. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you got money, you black. You're like, where did you get that from? Because we've done a lot of work to make sure you didn't have where any. Did you get that? <laughs> I mean, I was to say like they're doing such a search to go under the seat. He's got a money. tattoo on you his face. You know what I mean? Like wow. You know they're you profiling whore. You know what I mean? Okay. They were like, we know we got something here. We got a tattoo Mm -hmm. in the middle of his Mm -hmm. forehead. Yeah, he definitely making poor decisions. (laughs) Keep looking. Keep going. Take the engine apart. They're like, stay in line. If you're here to search (laughs) business car, stay in line. We are going to (laughs) find something. Okay? Anybody know how to take apart an engine? I bet you he got something in there. Like... (laughs) They're going to get to it. So he faces up to 20 years in prison for mail fraud. And they'll get you on that mail fraud. Don't ever mail shit because then the U.S. Postal Service will be like, what up, bitch? We ain't have you on nothing else. (laughs) We need the budget. Our budget is gone. You're in for mail fraud. The second you lick the stamp, it was over for you. (laughs) So he faces up to 20 years in prison for the mail fraud and 10 years behind bars for firearms and ammunition possession. So I guess they did find some other things in the car. I'm just, I just don't think that mail fraud and financial crimes need to be 20 years in prison. That's a waste of our taxpayer dollars. Y'all are just trying to put a new slave in the, in the prison industrial, you know, machine. Don't play with us. Also those, those pandemic programs were taken. I mean, corporations took all the money Corporations that didn't qualify mm-hmm. for them took the money. Like, you're telling me this man took the unemployment program for a run? Like, I don't know. I kind of think and it's he great. was unemployed. Like, so much worse. He's done. running a small yes, business. He He's unemployed. a rapper. That's a small business. I, I don't, I'm confused. Y'all were forgiven all the rest of the loans. That's so right. forgive this one. Hmm. I'm curious. But <laughs> loan forgiveness program. Literally what it's called. So forgive Busy the Rapper for trying to get his. Okay. We need his art. <laughs> but guys that brings us to the end of a beautiful episode Chelsea thank you so much for being here this is so good just to even chat with you um, we always ask thank you so much for having yes. me 
I can't wait to spend Father's Day with you at our yes. timeshare. But yes, please. That's when we get the painting too. We get it just for Father's Day. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll, we're gonna just sit there and look at it and enjoy ourselves. It's gonna be great. But we always ask on the show, where would you like to be found? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want people to hear or socials? Anything? I would love for you to come mm-hmm. listen to Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea Devantes, um, and we recap and celebrate and talk about. Uh, celebrity female memoirs. Lacey's episode so is fun. one of my favorite. It's a great place to start. And you can also find me on Instagram at Chelsea Devantes. I did try on a lot of wedding dresses. I I talk about it on Instagram. She it's- looks fantastic. Oh, okay, did you, you save a post of it? I did. It's a highlight. It's a highlight. So if you'd like to see. Okay. I was like, you have to make it a highlight. All the dresses that almost scammed me. It is in my highlights. And she looks fantastic. All of them. Please, guys, go there. She puts up the best visual content. A beautiful, brilliant queen. <laughs> get get your highs. Uh, your eye highs. Uh, as always, guys, follow me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I. Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you want to follow the show, see all the photos, etc. Follow Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram. Um, also on Twitter. I mostly just talk to you guys on Twitter, though. And then... um. Yeah, I think that's all uh, congregation. You know, get out here and start Amy Go going. Stay scheming. Scam Goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. This has been... A Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Hey there, I'm Sujin Park. And I'm Kula Abdelaisak. Join us for Add to Cart. Every week we talk about the things we buy and buy into and what they say about who we are. That's right, like our friend Nicole Byer. I am a lady who has many tabs open, and they all have carts filled with things. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bajillion tabs full of stuff, too? We'll break down what that says about you and us every week. Search for Add to Cart wherever you get your podcasts.